Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop, give him his props Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all So don't even try, careful with the news, but when you use a take I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby Go! What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast as part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. It is Monday, Labor Day, which means we have finally made it. It is kickoff week for the NFL. We will be live this Thursday with our first game of the season, um, Cowboys Bucks. I don't know why I forgot that for a second, but Cowboys Buccaneers kicking off on Thursday. Cannot wait. Got Dennis and Matt with me here. Gentlemen, how you guys doing on kickoff week of the 2021 season? I am uh, doing good. Uh, it's nice to be uh, off on a, on a Monday morning. Got to uh, sleep in to the crack of 6.05 a.m. Uh, and then rolled up and started working on uh, rankings and picks because we actually have a game week where all those things matter. Yeah, I uh, same here. Hopped up and uh, you know started wrapping up my show prep, trying to make my one loss record predictions match my uh, over under one loss record predictions. Uh, only lost it in the process once and had to restart. So you know that that wasn't bad. You know, looking at my rankings, trying to figure out how how much is the Zach Martin. Uh, Layal Collins' absence going to affect Zeke this here in week one. Uh, but, no, it's been a great. I'm looking forward to knocking this show out and uh, getting ready for game week, man. It is here. The grind has started. Ugh, I mean, I feel like the grind has been here for quite a couple yeah. weeks. But, now it, it's just about to get worse. I think that's the problem. It just, it's about to get a whole, whole lot more worse. Uh, with having to put in weekly rankings now for, for the NFL side as well. Uh, let's touch on some of the news before we get into our uh, record projections and, and everything for today's show. The Jets, uh, Jamison Crowder, Cowboys, Zach Martin, Dolphins, Austin Jackson, and Adam Shaheen are all out in week one due to COVID. Matt, do you think that there is a big impact with most of these guys? And we'll get uh, we'll follow up here in a minute after you guys give me your, your thoughts on the those guys being out because of COVID. Uh, I don't think that the Dolphins one that has a huge impact, um, you know, because I think they'll be okay. Zach Martin missing for the Cowboys, you know, one of the big things we were hoping with the Cowboys coming back is that they'd have kind of that great offensive lineback. They were missing that a lot last year in addition to missing Dak, and that's what kind of hampered Zeke and all these other 
players. And we know that uh, Tampa Bay has a pretty decent front. They returned all their players. They've got some decent pressure guys, some decent pass rushers. So I think that could have a little bit of an impact, especially as they're trying to get going on Thursday night. Crowder, it's hard to tell um, for the Jets. He's a veteran that would have been kind of a security blanket for Wilson. Um, You know, we'll see if – some of these other guys can step up. I still think Corey Davis probably ends up being their best receiver. They have a veteran in Keelan Cole and they, uh, they have their other younger players. So we'll see what it does. I, I'm not, I'm not actually going to pick the jets uh, spoiler for week one. Cause I think they, they will have a hard time on the road in Carolina. Yeah. I, I agree with the offensive line in Dallas. Um, you know, I had Zeke uh, last week. I had him sitting at the RB three going into this week. Um, my thought was, you know, they're going to, with Zach coming off that or Dak coming off that injury, they were going to still pass the ball pretty at a pretty good clip, but they were, we're going to try to minimize the opportunity for Prescott to get hit. And you do that by running the ball with a, a strong offensive line. Well, with Martin out with a neck injury and now our, uh, COVID. Collins out with a neck injury, Martin out with COVID. That that's forty percent of their starting offensive line is out. So now I'm a little more concerned. Uh, I'll I'll be dropping Dak in my week week one rankings. Uh, you know I'm not sure. I'm probably not dropping him eight or nine spots, but I'm definitely going to move him back a, a couple spots. You know in New York, I you know Crowder. On one hand, it's like he yeah he's the wily veteran, but. On the other hand, it's one of those situations where Elijah Moore come in and he kind of is like Crowder plus with the skill set. And so it may not be as big a loss. Uh, New York's biggest issue is just that they're young. They're young. They've got a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, a rookie quarterback, a second year left tackle. Uh, a couple young pieces on their offensive line. Uh, you know, I think Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot more run than a lot of people expect here in week one. Uh, but they're going to also, uh, they're going to try to minimize what Wilson has to do and the decisions he has to make on the fly. And so uh, I don't know that Crowder is going to, I, I, I think more will replace most of what Crowder does. And like Fox said, they've got um, Corey, Davis. Cole, Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, um, some veterans there to, to pick up the slack. So, you know, while we're talking about that and we're trying to figure out what we're doing with these, uh, how we're going to adjust our rankings, you know, let's talk about the Flash Update Pro from uh, – football diehards you know we use the tool to help us figure out our lineups are we gonna who should we start who should we sit you know the tools help bob harris become a fantasy football hall of famer and if it's good enough for bob it's good enough for me uh there's a full suite of tools to make you a better fantasy manager there's rankings configurable cheat sheets if you still have drafts yet i still have one more draft wednesday night so i'm kind of looking forward to wrapping up that last draft uh, mock draft tools, consistency tools, target distributions. So once you get into the season, if you wonder why this receiver you have as a top 36 receiver isn't getting it, you can go in and take a look at uh, how the targets are being distributed by that team. 
And what's the effect? Is it because of injury? Is that person just underperforming? Uh, are they are they getting the targets but not converting them? Uh, all kinds of tools, snap counts, and more in the Flash Update Pro. Uh, use code Roundtable for an additional fifteen percent off the already low price of twenty four dollars. Yeah, and that will definitely be able to help you when you're dealing with all this COVID stuff and injuries. Uh, I'm I'm both I'm with both of you guys though. On I think really the biggest one's going to be the Cowboys offensive line, especially week one going to get up against that Buccaneers defense. How much is that going to affect Zeke and Dak? And we kind of hoped and thought we were going to have this behind us, right? Especially after the season we had last year, Dennis, are you at all worried? We're going to see a lot of what we saw in 2021 with COVID or sorry, in 2020 with COVID now again in 2021, or you think it's just, it, or maybe it'd be a, it'll be a lot less than what we saw last year with all those players going out because of COVID. I am not worried about it because I fully expect it to be another shit show. They have put in all kinds of protocols and restrictions, and it, it, it we're seeing it already. You know, if you're vaccinated, you're only out a couple days, three or four or five days. If you're not vaccinated, uh, you know. It is what it is. We played with it last year. We know it's going to happen again this year. Everybody, it isn't like only I'm the only manager in my league that has to deal with it. Everybody has to deal with it. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, maybe we'll, some leagues will say name a replacement. Other leagues will be tough shit. You're out of luck. Um, you know, other leagues will expand their, uh, IRs and maybe even their rosters a little bit on the fly to accommodate it. I do agree. We kind of did feel like, okay, we were going to put it all behind us, but I think we saw all through training camp that that is just not the case. Yeah. You know, the one thing I will say, I think 2020 sort of changed the game in terms of, uh, you know, you have the COVID protocol, which hopefully we won't deal with for the rest so, of our lives. So does that mean that the, the but, 2021 Matthew Berry Game Changer Award winner is going to be COVID? It's possible. Uh, but it sounds like the short-term IR is here to stay. So in all of my leagues, including Redraft, the ones where we had added some IR slots to accommodate what was going on last year, I left them in place because I think it's going to be more common that – uh, NFL teams start using the IR like baseball teams use the 15 day DL where you just bench yeah. a guy for a couple of weeks and then rotate them in and out. And you have to be able to accommodate that. You're going to have to be prepared to make some lineup changes on the fly. Even guys who are vaccinated are getting, I mean, Zach Martin, they said is fully vaccinated and he's not having horrible symptoms. He tested positive. You're not completely immune. These guys are in a lot of public situations. I've had my vaccine. We were thinking about whether we wanted to go to a game, and I'm not quite ready to sit with 76,000 of my closest friends in Bronco Stadium either. You just don't know what's out there, you know, cold and flu season. So I think stuff's going to come up. The only one thing that we know guaranteed this year is the NFL said we're not moving games. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's at least helpful for those of us, you know, who have who have players, you know, that the games are going to happen. You don't have that. I think was almost worse uh, than trying to figure out who was going to get sick and who wasn't was, is this game going to happen on Tuesday night? Do I need to have backup players? Can I count on these guys? Is their game going to get scrapped? We know at least you won't face kind of those tough things makes it a little bit easier for commissioners, but I think 
you're going to start seeing more and more redraft leagues employing one or two IR slots because of the way that they've changed the rules and because of the flexibility they're continuing to allow with practice squads. I don't see that changing either because they're they're looking at that as one of the offsets of lengthening the season. I think the biggest thing we're going to have to watch for is it seems like a lot of the high-profile guys that aren't vaccinated that may have the biggest issue are starting quarterbacks, which not only is a bummer for your lineup, but impacts a whole cascade of positions. Yeah. I think if, if you're a commissioner, you've got to, um, with with the game kicking off Thursday, you've got to make your announcement now. I'm, I'm only the commissioner of one redraft league, and I've already said that I will still allow replacement players again this year. And much like you, Matt, I'm keeping the IR intact uh, for redraft league. I think we have it at two uh, based on, you know, COVID to give you at least some kind of relief if, if something like that happens to your team. But you've got to let everybody know now. It can't be come – Sunday and all of a sudden some big name players rolled out with COVID and, and nobody knew until right until game time. You've got to let everybody know now if you're going to allow replacement players or not. Who's going to be this year's Kendall Hinton? That's what I want to know. Well, it could still end up being Kendall Hinton because he's still yeah. probably Denver's emergency quarterback on the, uh, on the practice squad. Hey, and good news for you. They said Lyle Collins is questionable. They may actually, he hasn't been ruled out. So, but apparently uh, uh, their other tackle is uh, – I can't remember his name. Tryon Smith or – Tyron yeah. Smith. Smith. He's, al- he's also questionable. So, you know, maybe we'll get both. Is, maybe we'll get neither, and that will really clarify. Smith is pretty much questionable for the rest of his career now. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into the predictions. Um, so much unlike Dennis and Matt, I did not go look at what I picked for the over-under, so I don't know if I'm going to hit any of these. I just tried to go – usually when I do my predictions, I just try to go game by game, and this is how I think the game's going to roll out and, you know, just kind of go off a of gut feeling. I really don't like the way some of the teams turned out for me, though, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're going to start it with um, – the AFC West here with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending AFC champions. I have them is uh, let's see here. Sorry, I pulled up my wrong sheet. So I have them going fourteen and three. So I I I guess again all in on the Chiefs here. Uh, really, just uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't find a whole lot of losses for them on the schedule. So I know I am the highest out of the three of us. Matt, how did you have the Chiefs uh, season ending up here? Yeah, I still have them winning the AFC West, but I'm at 12 and 5. Yeah, I had them at 12 and 5 as well. You know, they have hit that stage of their run right now where they're somebody's Super Bowl every week. And so they're getting everybody's best game. So at 12 and 5, you know, they're they're gonna be in the running for the best record in the AFC. Uh, but I just feel like there's going to be a couple teams that uh, step up and kind of knock them off a little bit. And 12 and five, I think is a pretty solid record. Yeah, it is. Like I said, I, maybe I was a little bit too, too into Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Every time I was looking at those games, like, ah, do I really think they're going to lose this game? Probably not. And so then I clicked, I gave him a couple upsets. I the chargers beat him at home. I know it was one of them, but yeah, it's uh I think the regardless Chiefs are are pretty much, unless something happens to Mahomes, a lot to win uh, the West here. Dennis, why don't you kick it off here with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders? 
So I'm not super high on the, the the Raiders as as much as I wanted John Gruden to be a success and, and Mike Mayock to be a success. I don't get their process. And I you can go back to the Philadelphia 76ers and the trust the process thing, but I, I don't get the process going on out there in Las Vegas. I, I have the Raiders coming in at six and eleven and, and actually kind of struggling a little bit this year. Yeah, I uh, I have them at nine and eight. The AFC West and the NFC West are two divisions where I think all the teams have potential, and I think they're all going to kind of beat up on each other. Um, I don't think the Raiders are quite as bad as you know. A lot of people have written them off. Maybe maybe they end up cratering. Um, but I like some of the changes they made. Gus Bradley is going to give them a little bit of a better uh, chance on defense, and I. Maybe I, I like Brian Edwards more than others. I did rocket him up uh, in my rankings after John Brown got cut. So I'm at nine and eight, uh, just squeaking over 500. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that um, Brian Edwards can have a good season and Darren Waller, but I am not in on the Raiders at all. I have them at four and 13 this season. I, I have them the worst in the West. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be a very good team. I don't love that they shifted their entire offensive line. don't think that defense is going to be much better. I just, I really don't believe in, in this team much outside of, uh, out of Edwards and Waller. So I, I'm not in on the Raiders at all. Moving on to the Chargers. I did talk about them when we did our AFC predictions, making the playoffs, and I do have them in the playoffs. I have them winning 12 games. I have them going 12-5, in five. biggest win being an upset of the Chiefs uh, at home. That being said, I did say that on there. I'm going to give the qualifier. Every time everybody is all in on the Chargers, they end up shitting the bed. So, Justin Herbert, I need you, buddy. I need you to prove me right. I have you winning the MVP this year as well. So, I'm hooking my I'm, – I'm hitching my, my toe here to the – to the to the the Chargers bandwagon. I'm I'm all in on Herbert and the Chargers making a playoff run. Matt, what did you end up doing for the Chargers? Yeah, I like the Chargers' talent and potential. I think that they will eventually get there, but there's going to be some adjustments moving to new coaches and new schemes. They also didn't allow their starters to play uh, in the preseason, which means they're going to be working it out on the field and they have a tough opening stretch. They're in Washington week one, they're home to the Cowboys in week two. I have them going nine and eight. I think the West beats up on, on each other a lot. Um, there's a lot of rivalries in there. Uh, I think the chargers will win some surprising games. I do have them splitting with Kansas city. I think I had every team in the AFC West going three and three in the division. Um, Cause I think there's going to be a lot of parity in that group, but that's part of the reason that I, have them kind of at nine and eight there. Yeah, I have them uh, coming in at 11 and six. I'm kind of bullish on them like uh, Bruning is. You know, I, I get that they're going to be, you know, they're transitioning to a new coach, but it's going to be, it's Austin Eckler, it's Keenan Allen, it's Justin Herbert. It's a decent offensive line and a decent defense. And, and I think that's what gives them the edge over, uh, the Raiders and the the Broncos. I think the Broncos, the Broncos will have to kind of have everything come together. Whereas I think the Chargers have a, a little better foundation on both side of the sides of the ball. Uh, I don't think. Uh, let's see. I had them going. Uh, I had them going three and three in the division as well. So there's that. I guess. 
How about the Broncos, Dennis? Yeah, oh, go ahead and give us your thoughts on the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos, I got them at eight and nine. I think they're going to be – they're going to surprise, but I think they're going to be inconsistent. And if they get into the quarterback uh, roulette where, you know, they get – they get tired of Teddy and his conservative passing game and not taking shots. And so they decide to go with Drew Locke and his wild card, slinging it down the field and they start going back and forth. I think that's going to, that that's going to provide some inconsistency. So I, I mean, as I, as I played out their records, I really wanted to give the Broncos more wins, but when I went back and looked at my over under, you know, I, I had to be consistent and, and uh, I, I think the Broncos, I, the unfortunate thing is, I think they're going to be good enough this year that Vic Bangio keeps his job. Um, no, because uh, he was basically told you're in the playoffs or you're not here anymore. Uh, I don't think they make the playoffs. I have them at nine and eight. Um, I would uh, disagree that the Chargers have a better overall record. They have a better quarterback. Uh, but they do not have a better overall roster than Denver. Uh, few teams have a better defensive roster than Denver. Uh, I just am not sure that I believe they are a high-volume enough offense to win some of these higher-scoring games. So I'm at 9-8, and eight, just over 500 like the rest. Yeah, I think I've shifted. Broncos are one of the teams I've shifted the most on. So when we first did this at the beginning of the year, I had them in the playoffs, and I just don't love them going to Teddy. And I feel like the only reason they go back to Drew Locke is if Teddy struggles mightily, and I don't know that Locke can end up bringing them back. So I ended up getting them at 7-10. and 10. Uh, And I think that, unfortunately, then looks like, based on what Matt just said, that, that means Fangio's out. You know, I am with him. I think they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, so they're going to be in every single game. So I could see myself being wrong on this one with them because Bridgewater is – I don't want to, I hate saying the game manager thing. He he's very safe. So if you have a good defense that's that's going to keep the games close, Teddy Bridgewater's going to win you some of them. But I just I don't I don't I don't believe in Teddy as much as I do Drew Locke. And and maybe that's bad on my part. I'm obviously not there in Denver. Don't see the don't see the practices and everything. So I don't I didn't see why they chose Teddy over Drew. Right. But I, I think I think Locke just gives him a little bit more explosiveness. So that's been the biggest shift for me because I had him in the playoffs. But then going to Teddy for whatever reason, that's really kind of changed my opinion uh, on the Broncos. So let's move into the AFC East. We're going to start with the Bills who won the division last year. I do have them repeating as division champs again. And I have them going as 12 and five. I I know I talked about on the AFC predictions. I think I said I have them stepping back a little bit. I think I said that I would give them 11 wins. They ended up with at 12 and five. I looked to possibly shift one, but I really like that record for them. They just they are a very very good team. I think that AFC East is or I'm sorry, yeah, AFC East is going to be a little bit more competitive this year with the Patriots bringing up a little bit. Uh, I don't think that the Jets will be interesting, but I don't know if they'll be that competitive. Dolphins definitely a very interesting team, but the Bills end up winning it with the 12 and five record. I have the Bills uh, 13-4, top seed in the AFC, like the late, great Tim Russert and our friend Chris Berman. I'm all in. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I I like the Bills, and I think they've got a good team. Um, I do, you know, regress every offseason, there's talk of regress. Everybody who, you know, outperformed, there's talk of regression to the mean. And, And I do think that, there's going to be a little bit of a comeback 
down to reality for Josh Allen. I don't think he's a 70% completion guy, but I also don't think he's a a 58% completion guy either. Um, You know, they still don't have much of a running game uh, outside of Allen. Uh, You know, they don't really do much with the tight end. They've got a good defense. I I like the Bills. I have them finishing second in the division. Uh, And uh, let's see, I think I had them making the playoffs as well. the uh, I got them coming in at eleven and six. You're not channeling your early 1990s like I am for the no, season. No, not at all. Mark what about the, left the building? What about the Dolphins for you, uh, Dennis? Well, I I like the Dolphins, but I just think they they still have to, you know, they've got to come together. That they're building, they've got some good pieces getting waddle they've got in and i like to it i have a good year but i don't think the consistency is going to be there on both sides of the ball just yet i i have the dolphins coming in at nine and eight uh this season and, and not making the playoffs uh i have them at uh, 10 and 7 uh they won 10 games last year and just barely missed the playoffs i think they win 10 games and get into the playoffs this year yeah, I, I um, did not have them in the first time around. Uh, I do this time. I have them coming in at eleven and six, four and two in the division. I thought I would have um, them maybe right on the cusp, but they they get in uh, pretty comfortably here in mind. And then the Patriots are up next. They were a team I thought I was going to have in because I do like Mac Jones a lot. But I end up having them going seven and ten, so another um, subpar season for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't know if this is the end of the line for Bill. I've heard some people saying that, even if they don't make it. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. But Mac Jones, this, like, this guy say that? That was you? Okay, I can't remember who said it, so I didn't want to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> so so I, uh, I don't know if Bill will be gone, uh, but I think Mac is going to need a – I still think he's going to be a really good quarterback, but I think he needs some time to get adjusted and maybe be the quarterback I think he can be. Uh, which likely doesn't happen until about midway later into the season. So a little bit of struggles early on. They do have some pretty tough games. So I've got them going 7-10. and 10. Yeah, I have them at 8-9, and nine, just missing out of the playoffs. I like Mac Jones. I like where they're trending. They still have some missing pieces, uh, you know, on defense, starting with Stephon Gilmore on Pup doesn't help. And I still think they have a horrific wide receiving core. They've got to do some work. They're banking a lot on John Smith taking a step forward and Hunter Henry staying healthy. And I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, To be fair, I don't think Bill Belichick gets fired no matter what happens. I just think he is getting closer to the time where he might want to step away in another middling season where you don't make the playoffs could be enough for him to say, Josh McDaniels, it's your problem. Guys, 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 guys. The Patriots, you know, it's almost like last season was a, you know, he looked at all the guys opting out and Belichick said, you know what? It is what it is. We're, we're, you know, I, I hesitate to use the term tank with last season, but Admittedly, they lot they had a lot of talent opting out, which they've gotten back, including eight guys on defense. I don't think Belichick lets Cam Newton walk if he doesn't have great confidence in Mac Jones's ability to execute what they want to do. They're going to run the ball like, with, with Harris and Stevenson. They've got two good receiving backs in uh, James White and J.J. Taylor. 
they, they are going to work that two tight end magic they had in previous years, which is going to allow, you know, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne and, and got maybe even Nikhil Harry. Gosh, who knows? That he's uh, already on pup too. To to be serviceable at the wide receiver position. They're they're gonna have a pound, 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 take a shot kind of offense. And their defense is gonna be good enough to allow them to do that. I've got the Patriots going 14 and three. Super <laughs> aggressive at the win total. I I you know, if I'd have had another hour to work on my my records i'd have probably got them back down to about 12 uh maybe a maybe 13 i i do think they win the division uh so if they only win 10 games and win the division that means the rest of the divisions had a rough year uh moving on to the jets you know i want the jets to to be good i i i want i want i want to be wrong on zach wilson because i i because that will make me right on uh, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. Uh, and Well, not Chris Herndon anymore because he's gone. Uh, but we that'll can still me, be right on Chris Herndon. I can still be right. I'm holding out hope. Uh, but I, I, I want to be right on him. And, and I think he's got enough mobility to overcome their offensive line weaknesses. But I do think they're going to struggle some. They're going to win a few games. I have them at 5-12. and 12. Um they're going to go through growing pains uh, because they are a really young team. But I like Robert Sala as a coach, and hopefully he can keep his offensive coordinator for the next two or three years, and that team can really lay a solid foundation in New York. Yeah, I like Robert Sala. I like what they're building there. They're not there yet. I'm 3-14. and 14. Yeah, I'm all in on 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 Salah as well. I, I've talked about uh, when he was interviewing for the Browns coach that I hoped he would get it. I thought he would uh, really make that defense one of the best in the league. Uh, I have him going four and thirteen, I believe. Uh, yes, four and thirteen. So not that's a, what I thought. I mean, all in, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's well, probably what's to be expected this year. I mean, whether I don't think even if they go four and thirteen, you can say they're a bad team or not. They're 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 not where some of the other teams are in that division, or even some of the teams are in the AFC. We need to give them a year or two to kind of get there. I, I definitely like some of the pieces they have on offense, and I think uh, Salah is going to have that defense humming. But they need to add some pieces on there as well to kind of build it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, think, we've no, seen that before. Browns weren't built in a year. They're gonna they're gonna play hard yeah. and they're not Took gonna like four give decades. up. They're, they're not gonna give up. They're 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 gonna play hard all season long. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's three and fourteen teams where you're like, God, this is a slog. And there's three and fourteen teams that are a hell of a lot of fun to watch that just don't have the horses yet. I think yeah. they fall into that category. Well, Matt, you mentioned the Browns, so let's jump in and talk about the AFC North. We're going to kick it off with the Steelers. I have them going 8-9 and and missing the playoffs. They were the team that got bumped here for the Dolphins. First runaround I did with the side, three AFC North teams making the playoffs. That did not happen now, um, which is a little bit weird as I kept talking about how I thought Pittsburgh was going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a good team. And then I finally kind of sat down and went through their schedule, and I have them going eight and nine. Uh, and I think a lot of that is just going to be based on I don't think that defense is where it has been in the past, and I don't think Big Ben is either. So you're bringing a team that was – really good in both defense and offense back more and more to the pack. And you have a lot of other teams surging 
in offense and or defense or both that I think is going to unfortunately knock Pittsburgh out this year. Going to be very interesting to see what they do. Does Big Ben come back for another year if they don't make the playoffs? What happens with Tomlin? Seems like Steelers fans always want him to be fired every year after he he loses his final game if it's not in the Super Bowl. So don't have him making the playoffs this year, but uh, overall, uh, I guess I think will be a very interesting team and will contend all season long. Yeah, I just think they're closer during this regular season to the team that finished one and five down the stretch, including the playoffs, than they are to the team that started eleven and zero. Um, we talked about even last year, there was a lot of masking uh, how good they they actually were in their ability to win some of those games. I have them going nine and eight. You know, I think they're competitive. I think they're in it to the end. I have them also just missing the playoffs. I like Najee Harris. I think we probably will see a change at quarterback uh, the Steelers as an organization have had what three head coaches since the sixties. I I'm not sure that's enough for them to pull the trigger on Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I, I have them at eight and nine. And I, I think when you get to the end of the run of a hall of fame caliber quarterback, um, I, you know, the transition is bumpy. And I think we saw that with, what they had behind Ben when he missed the season with the injury, um, how he played when he came back, the struggles that they've had with their offensive line. Uh, I, I agree. I don't think their defense is going to be as good as it has been. And I think they're going to struggle as well. They're going to come in at, I, I have them at eight and nine. Uh, and I don't, you know, if, if they go to another, are they going to, uh, Rudolph or are they going to go to Haskins? Who's going to be the one they go they're to? They're going to go to a draft pick. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like or a free season, agent. Oh, no, I, I think they think might Josh keep Haskins for a year. I, I don't think either of those two guys won the backup competition. Right. Yeah. They're as of right now, they got both of them on the team. Yeah. So, you know, they may they may look at it and say, well, all things being equal, these two guys are equal. So we're going to separate one like the Bills did with Jake Fromm last year. And keep it just in case there's a COVID situation. We've got one. We we've got a. I I don't know if I want to use the term starting caliber quarterback. Uh, loosely loosely phrased starting caliber quarterback, so they don't end up in a Kendall Hinton situation. Um, but I I don't know. I I'm a Haskins guy. I like Haskins over Rudolph. But yeah, you know I it's it's here and there. Uh, next up, we've got the Ravens. I got the Ravens making the playoffs coming in at, or do I have them? Uh, where'd my playoffs go? I thought, yeah, I've got the Ravens in the, oops, I lost my playoff one. One second. Well, I don't remember if I, I think I have the Ravens in at 10 and seven. Um, I, I like what they're doing. I just think that teams are starting to figure them out a little bit and losing Dobbins while Edwards is good. He's not Dobbins and having to rotate your backs on passing downs, I think makes you a little bit more predictable. Um, and so that being, you know, they've already had Bateman go out with an injury while Sammy Watkins isn't out yet with an injury. He will be. Uh, Hollywood Brown is going to need to take another big step. Mark Andrews is is a solid, solid guy. 
So, you know, he's top four, top five tight end. So they've got some weapons and their defense is, is decent. Um, I just think that they're getting a little, they're going to have to figure out a way to not be so predictable and, and that will get them. Uh, they're not quite there yet. I think Harbaugh uh, is a little, I, I think his offense and his offensive mind is a little bit predictable. And I think that's what holds him back. So just to go back to our, I looked at the Steelers depth chart. It looks like they have uh, Mason Rudolph still listed as the backup quarterback, unless they're playing the Browns and that's Dwayne Haskins. I'm pretty sure that's in his contract on his, you know, they don't want to give anything for miles Garrett for the Browns, uh, for the Ravens. I thought you'd like that for the Ravens. Uh, I haven't going 10 and seven. I haven't been in the playoffs. I, I think they will be decent, but with, Ingram moving on and J.K. Dobbins out for the year. This is even more pressure on Jackson to take a step forward as a passer, and I think he could be a little bit better. I'm not convinced he takes a huge, uh, you know, Josh Allen-like step forward as a passer. And I'm not sure, you know, like you said, they entirely have the weapons. It's a bummer that Bateman's already out. Sammy Watkins is there. Um, you know, I think we saw last year Brown would be a lot better if they had some other possession receivers and he could be the deep ball guy, but it doesn't seem like it's shaping up that way right now. As uh, as the famous office quote goes, I believe it's, oh, how the turntables. I um, was not really in on the Baltimore Ravens last year. I'm going 13 and four this year. I'm really not that worried about him, even losing Dobbins. I, I, I do think Lamar takes a step forward. I think that they've drafted very well. I like the team around him. You know, he hasn't really for for as much as he's run in the past, he really doesn't take many big hits. And even when he does, dude just bounces right up. I, I'm not gonna count on this being the year that he doesn't. I don't have them winning the division, which terrifies me. I don't know how that that happened. I usually try to make sure that someone else wins the division. Uh, but they ended up not winning the division, but they are 13 and four and making the when playoffs. When you pick a team to go 17 and 0, nobody else can go. Above I didn't pick them to go 17 and 0, but I wasn't happy with the record one. I gave them. Uh, so that does bring us to the Browns. So I do have winning the division at 13 and four as well. I'm not really happy with that record. I felt like it probably should be 12 or 11 wins, but they have a really good team, really good offense, really good defense on paper. Game is not played on paper. Freddie Kitchen showed us that a couple years ago. So I, I do believe, though, in Stefanski that he is a much better coach and motivator than Kitchens was. The biggest thing is going to be this defense has to stay healthy. They're already dealing with injuries on the back end. That cost them last year. But I'm, I'm, I'm all in on them. I, I do think that they are going to be a very good team. Even if they don't win the division, I, I don't believe that they will miss making the playoffs. But I have them winning the North, finishing as the number two seed in the AFC with a 13-4 and four record. Yep, I have the Browns 12-5, and five, winning the North, number three seed in the AFC. I'm, I'm less scared about picking them to win the division than Matt is. I'm not scared at all. I think the Browns have a phenomenal team. I think they're going to go 14 and three. I think they're going to have the best record in the AFC. And they're going to get the bye. They they have been building towards this. I hope that's water mats drinking. 197 years, and they've got a coach that gets how Cleveland works. They've got the maybe the best running game in the NFL, while. Henry may be a better pure runner than Chubb by a nose. Uh, Kareem Hunt is better than all the backups in Tennessee put together. 
Dearness Johnson shows lots of flashes. Uh, who's the Demetric Felton has shown to be a weapon. We we if we have to throw the ball with the wide receivers we have, we can go out and throw the ball fifty times and win with Jarvis and Odell and uh, Peoples Jones and, and Rashard Higgins uh, and the tight ends Hooper uh, Bryant and uh, and Joku. We, we've got an all outstanding offensive line, a great defense. I'm so excited to watch uh, Jadavion Clowney, what it looks like when he lines up next to Miles Garrett, uh, you know, not just on the opposite end, but next to him. It's going to be the, the pressure that we put on. And, and yes, I said we. The pressure that we're able to put on to uh, opposing offensive lines is going to be phenomenal. Browns, baby, Browns. Um, moving on to the Bengals, Ooh, not quite so much. I think this is Zach Taylor's last year. Uh, I, I love that they tried, that they're trying to build an explosive and powerful offense. Um, but you know, you don't complete a lot of passes from your back and they have, I felt like with Higgins and Boyd, uh, and Mixon, I, I felt like they had enough weapons that they should have focused on the offensive line. Like, like draft seven offensive linemen, uh, kind of focused to make sure that they they're keeping Joe Burrow upright. Um, but Burrow and his persuasiveness, uh, I guess, is what convinced them to take Chase, uh, who, you know, from all reports, can't seem to catch the ball. I'm not worried about Chase long-term. I think he's going to be a great NFL receiver. I think he's going to probably have a pretty good year this year. I just think that it's going to be uh, in a, a lot of things that are going to happen. It's going to turn into a short pass offense because Burrow isn't going to have the time. And when everything is happening in front of the defense, only four, three, four, five yards down the field, it's going to put them in positions where they're constantly in third and long, and it's going to it's going to be a, a rough season for the Bengals. I have the Bengals coming in at four and thirteen. Yeah, I don't think the Bengals are playoff contenders, um, and I think it may take some time to get everything to gel uh, together. But I'm at six and eleven. I think they'll be a little bit more fun to watch. I do believe in some of the talent. I still am with Dennis. I probably would have shorn up the offensive line a little bit more and Zach Taylor may not be the answer. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone, but I think they will be a little bit more fun to watch. I definitely think they will be fun to watch, but I do not have them uh, with a very impressive record. I've got coming in here at three and 14 and actually going zero and six in the division. I don't think they get a single win against the Browns Ravens or Steelers. Uh, I'm, I'm really worried about that offensive line. You know, I know we talked about it this off season uh, and listening to some of the uh, Bengals front office and, and commentators and everything say they're not worried about their offensive line. They seem to be the only ones in the entire world that are not worried about the offensive line, maybe outside of their offensive line players. Cause I'm sure they believe in themselves, but I don't think that uh, it's going to be a very good year for Joe Burrow as I don't know if he's going to want to run that much. Uh, that knee coming back from that, I think it's going to be a little bit of a rough season for them. Maybe they do. I don't know if they fire Zach Taylor. Maybe they will. The Bengals tend to not really get rid of head coaches fairly quickly, especially when they're not on uh, 
very expensive contract. So, and I, I don't know that Zach Taylor's the problem either. I think it's more of that front office not drafting the players they should to help continue to build around a franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow and instead grab a bunch of wide receivers when you can only play like four or five of them at a time. You probably don't need to draft like 30 of them a year. So anyways, moving on to the AFC South, this is going to be, if, if it goes anything based on my projections here, going to be just a really bad division. I'm not excited about any of these. I only have one team finishing over 500, and that is the Colts, who I have winning at 9 and 8. I, I I need to see it from Wentz. I thought I was going to be more all in on this team because I love their defense and I really love their offense and the weapons around them. But the more and more I hear of Wentz already being injured, now he's dealing with COVID. I don't know that I trust him. Um, I don't even remember who their backup is at the moment now. Jake uh, oh, it's Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger, whichever one Elling, they go Ellinger's with. out for seven or eight weeks with a knee injury. Okay. So really don't believe in Jacob Eason. I just, uh, it's going to be a, a rough year for the Colts if uh, Wentz suffers another injury. So I have them barely making the playoffs. Um, only, really only getting in because they win the division at nine and eight. Um, I also have the Colts at nine and eight, but I don't have them winning the division. I I have the Colts with the best record out of all of us at 10 and seven, but not making the playoffs. I, I feel like they're going to, um, you know, they're going to be able to ride Jonathan Taylor. They've got a good defense. And I think that defense is going to be good for a couple wins this season. And the defense is probably the difference between them going seven and 10 versus 10 and seven. Uh, moving on to uh, everybody's favorite uh, bad luck schlep rock team here. Uh, the, Houston Texans. Titans. We forgot the Titans. Did I skip? Oh, I thought we started with the No, Matt skipped the Titans. That's my oh. fault. I skipped the Titans. I skipped the Titans oh. right to the Colts. I scrolled too far down. <laughs> All right. So back to the Titans then. Uh, I had the Titans winning the division, uh, going five and one uh, in, the, in the division and coming in with a 12 and five record. You know, we know what the Titans are. They're, they're an efficient passing game who added a second strong passing weapon. Uh, you know, they probably weakened their, their, they did it at the expense of their tight end position, but they're all about the run game. They're going to hammer Derrick Henry. Uh, their defense is, is probably not as good as Brable would like, um, but it's, it's all about Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Henry sets a single season rushing record. Uh, yes, in 17 games, not 16, but still a single season rushing record. And, and A.J. Brown is going to be efficient. Julio Jones is going to be efficient in the 10 games he plays. So uh, I have the Titans coming in at 12 and 5, winning the division. Yeah, I have the the Titans at 11 and 6. I think they win the division as well. I, their defense exists. Um, fortunately, they play a weak division. Yeah. Um, I think the reason uh, what you just said there, their defense exists is why I, I just don't believe enough in this offense. I haven't going seven and 10. I, I don't think that they're going to be that good. Uh, I don't I don't have them making the, the playoffs. I think they've got a, a lot of very good teams on their schedule. And while I think that offense could keep up, that defense is not going to stop the three of us from putting points up on them. So I am, I am not, uh, not in on the Titans this year. Next up brings us to the is it the Texans? The Texans. Texans. I have the Texans with the worst record in the AFC here with oh tied with the Bengals with a three and fourteen record. I do have them getting to three wins. Uh, they just announced earlier today that Tyrod will be the starter for Week One. 
I just it's so, very hard for teams to go 0 and 16. I, I don't tell us why you love the Texans. I don't love them, but I do think that they you never know what could happen. That's that's why they don't play this on paper, right? I, I Tyrod is not a bad quarterback for as much as everybody likes to shit on him. And I know that this team is not great. They have Brandon Cooks, they have some players on defense. All it takes is the ball to bounce your way one time. You get an upset here. Maybe you get another win there. Like I don't think three wins is going to be that hard for them to do. Uh, I know it sounds like a lot, but even when the Browns were god awful, they were they were averaging four wins a year. So the Texans are not worse than some of the Browns teams I've seen take the field. I, I think they can get to three wins. I have them at three. I do have, admittedly, pulling a couple upsets down the road, uh, but I do have them going three and uh, fourteen. I have them one in sixteen. I think they're trying to lose. Uh, all uh. Even if they're not trying to lose, they're trying to lose all of what happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars down the stretch last year. And the Jags still won games. Oh, no, wait. The Jets were trying to do this. Yeah. No, that's the thing. The Jets were trying to do this last year, and they still won games. I know. I'm just, I, they didn't have a Tyrod Taylor for them. I I think that they'll be all right. I mean, I, Tyrod Taylor's a damn fine person, but, it's going to be a, a rough year in Houston. They they don't have anything on either side of the ball. It's going to, you know, I have but them at one and six. Tyrod starts winning games. They're going to import the medical staff from the Chargers last year. Roll yeah. out Davis Mills. Right. It'll be after the third win, though. After the third win. All right. So wrapping up, wrapping up the AFC, we've got the the Jaguars. Uh, I have been an uh, for somebody who is an Ohio State fan. I am an unabashed Urban. Meyer is going to fail miserably in the NFL. Uh, I have them going four and 13, and that's uh, basically Trevor Lawrence willing them to four wins uh, despite Urban Meyer. Yeah, I have them at five and 12. I'm not huge on them taking a big step forward. I have them at four and 13 as well. Just way too much to do on that offense. That's where I think the Texans are actually going to steal a win because the Jaguars are really not much better than the Texans outside of their, their quarterback position. That's it. Uh, so I think it's going to be a rough year for the Jags as well. You will not smite James Robinson on this show. <laughs> hey, I've got him in my fishbowl team. I'm speaking hoping of James Robinson. Do you have what it takes to beat the pros? FantasyNation.com has a rankings accuracy contest going on. Uh, You've got four days left to do the preseason draft accuracy. Get it in there. If you're most accurate with your preseason rankings at the end of the season, uh, you win $500. Uh, If you want to do weekly rankings, you do weekly rankings anyways. You might as well take a chance, win some money. Go to FantasyNation.com slash ranker. uh, Sign up. Enter. Weekly rankings, it's easy. You can drag and drop. You can upload your spreadsheet. Uh, If you're most accurate at the end of the season, you win $1,000. If you are most accurate by position, quarterback, running back, tight end, uh, wide receiver, you win $100. Again, no fee to enter. Go to fantasynation.com slash ranker to sign up. All right, let's hop into the Seahawks here. Uh, The Seahawks... I, let's see. I don't have them making the playoffs, do I? I do have them making the playoffs. Uh, I don't have them win in the a- NFC West. They're going to ride Russell as long as Carson stays healthy. They've got an outstanding wide receiver duo. Uh, I have them coming in at 10 and 7. 
Yeah, I have them at nine and eight. NFC West, I have everybody over 500, but I think they end up uh, at the bottom of the heap. Yeah, I have them not making the playoffs and the worst in uh, the most competitive division outside the AFC North for me. I have them going seven and 10. I have them finishing under 500. I just don't like the way they keep switching up what they're going to do. Don't think this defense is what it's been for a couple years there. And I know Russell Wilson has the the weapons on the outside, but they just don't seem to trust him to use those weapons. They're going to want to ride the running game. I don't think that offensive line is going to be that good. Don't think the defense is going to be good enough to keep them in enough games. Uh, and if they don't want to pass the ball, they're not going to stay in either. So I have them finishing last in the division. Next up, we have uh, the Cardinals. I'm sorry, the Rams. Rams. The the Rams, which I have finishing second in the division with a 12 and five record and making the playoffs. I'm all in on Stafford going there. Matt, you and me talked about it a little bit in our defense uh, special teams rankings. They're going to be one of the best, if not one of the best defenses in fantasy. But I also think in the NFL, then you bring over a guy like Stafford for that offense. They're going to be a very good team. Rams are making the playoffs. Yeah, I'm at 12 and 5 winning the West. Stafford was my pick for MVP. Um why do you guys hate the Rams? I have the Rams going 14 and 3, winning the NFC best record. You know, Stafford is is just exactly what uh doppelganger Bruning needs out there in Los Angeles. He <laughs> he is going to lead that team, you know, and when you got that defense that they have and you pair up a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, losing Cam Akers is not going to be that big a deal. Henderson and Michelle are going to be just fine. And then Woods and uh, Cup, they're going to, it's going to be a phenomenal offense to watch. I, I, I don't know why you guys hate the Rams. Now, by the way, I I just want to say thank you for saying doppelganger Bruning because I am technically seven days older than him. So I just want to say thank you. I came first. That's what matters. But go ahead. You guys have accomplished the same amount in your time on the earth, too. Roughly, roughly. I'll give him a smidge more because he did make the Super Bowl. I, I've, I've come close with the Browns and Madden, but not quite there yet. So back to the Cardinals. You know, I have to be consistent with my beliefs on the Cardinals, and I'm I'm just not in on Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I think Kyler has exceeded my expectations, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think he has what it takes to make that team a championship team. Uh, I have the Cardinals coming in at eight and nine. I'm at 10 and seven making the playoffs. They were very close last year. Didn't quite hold up during the stretch. I think they have enough pieces on offense. I like the JJ Watt move to give them a little bit of more of a veteran presence on defense. I had him making the playoffs last year, and I'm sticking with it this year. I do have him finishing third in the division, but at 11 and six and making the playoffs. Defense has made enough changes, and I think if Kyler stays healthy, they would have made the the playoffs last year. I think that happens this year. Adding a guy like Rondell Moore, maybe AJ Green's not what he was, but I think he can be used well on that offense. I'm all in on the Cardinals this year. That takes us to the 49ers, who I do have winning the division. They were a really good team last year. Got hit with COVID. Uh, One game, I believe they were starting guys off the street at wide receiver. Ton of defensive players injured. I know that defense is not quite the same. They did lose some players on there, but I still think they got one of the best defensive lines in the game and overall defenses. 
The biggest question I have is, will losing Robert Salah hurt that defense? Because I do think he is a great defensive mind. Still have him going 13-4. and four. I think they go to Trey Lance sooner than most people do. He's able to help kind of boost that team, give that offense a little bit more firepower. So I have them winning the division and going 13-4. and four. I like their talent. I have them at 10-7 making the playoffs. I do think they go to Trey Lance. I think they continue the two-quarterback rotation, and it's – just okay. Yeah. I, I If they go 13 and four, they're not going to Trey Lance. They'll sprinkle Trey Lance in not as much as New Orleans will sprinkle in Taysom Hill. Um, if they, but if they're third, if they're winning at a 13 and four pace, they're going to stick. They're with going Jimmy 13 Garoppolo. and four because of Trey Lance, not because of Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no, no. I would have bought no. four and 13 because of Trey Lance, but not. So I I, ha, I have the Cardinals coming in at, uh, or the 49ers coming in at 10 and seven and missing the playoffs. Um, I, I I do think that losing Salah is going to affect that defense. Uh, I think they'll continue to run the two quarterback thing all season, and it's going to be what actually prevents them from making the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the NFC East, Washington football team. Uh, I. You know, when I played through my season with them, uh, I wanted them to be much, much better. Uh, I felt like they have the defense to to be better, but they came in at uh, eleven and six. I do have them winning the division, so I think that the the NFC East is going to be pretty competitive. I, I have Washington winning the division at eleven and six. I also like Washington. I also have them at eleven and six, uh, making it as a wild card, second in the NFC East. I am all in on Washington as well. I picked them to make the playoffs last year. They backed into that, but they still made it, and I still think they make the playoffs this year as well. I have them winning the East at 11-6. and six. That brings us to the Giants, who the uh, first go-around, I believe I had them as like 1-15. I bumped them up a little bit this time. I'm actually a lot more bullish on them than I thought I was going to be. Uh, I have them going 8-9. and nine. They do not make the playoffs. They finished third in the division. Very curious to see if they do go 8-9, is that enough to keep Daniel Jones there, or do they decide to move on with him with the multiple picks? We'll see, uh, but I do have them probably having the best year out of the three of us. And I see you have drunk the Joe Judge Kool-Aid. I have not. Daniel Jones ain't it. I got them at 4-13. and 13. So the real question becomes is how many games does Mike Glennon start? Um, Good Lord. I, I've got him at 3-14. and 14. I agree. I, I think the Daniel Jones uh, train has left the building, uh, left the station. Uh, three and fourteen is where they're at. It's it's going to be a rough year. I don't think they have a great defense. Uh, it's gonna. I, I hope we don't look back in ten years at New York being a colossal waste of Saquon Barkley's talent. Kenny Galladay's finally starting to get healthy, but you know how long is that going to be? Uh, it's it's. Uh, there's a lot of questions on that team. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys, uh, I have the Cowboys at 10 and 7, finishing second in the division, getting a wild card. Uh, you know, for me, the Cowboys have to take a big jump on defense. I think they're going to be, uh, there's going to be some issues if that offensive line can't stay healthy. Uh, but that offense does have the firepower. Uh, it looks like uh, Micah Parsons has already took over in the starting lineup. Jabril Cox played well. Uh, in uh in preseason so 
you know, Van Der Esch with his persistent neck issues and Jalen Smith. Uh, looks like they may be uh, getting pushed towards the door, but I do have Dallas going 10 and 7 and making the playoff. How about them, Cowboys? 12 and 5, division winners, two seed in the NFC. Uh, I have them going 10 and 7 and not making the playoffs. Uh, they lose out on the last week based on um, the NFC record. I have an, another team uh, we'll talk about here in a little bit making it, but 10 and 7 is still a really good season, but I actually have them. Uh, missing the playoffs this year. So then that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles. And obviously, I think we all have them at the bottom of the barrel here. I have them at 3-14 and 14 and likely the end of the Jalen Hurts experiment in Philadelphia after the end of this year. Yeah, Jalen Hurts ain't it. Um, I think we see Gardner Minshew at some point. I have the Eagles 2-15. I I have them at 5-11 and 11 and, or 5-12 and 12 and – I, I agree. I think that the it's going to be uh, a fair amount of Hertz and Minshew rotating while Nick Sirianni tries to figure out, well, is he an NFL caliber head coach? Uh, I don't know. Spoiler I, alert, he is not. It, it kind of feels that way. Um, but I think he, they're, they're going to be in a situation where they have a probably a backup quality quarterback playing quarterback all season long, regardless of who it is. Uh, moving on to the NFC North, we got the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I, I, I'm bullish on the Packers. I think it's the, the Brett Favre revenge tour all over again. Uh, I love what I'm hearing about my guy, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, uh, taking a leap here. And uh, when you take somebody that's got his kind of size and speed and you pair it up with uh, – Devontae Adams and his route running ability. You know, I don't think Valdez Gantling is in line for for 90 catches, but he could definitely lead the t- lead the league in yards per reception. Um, I've got the Packers going 13 and four. Yeah, I have them at 11 and six, winning the NFC North. But I think some of the strange relationship between uh, coach, front office, and quarterback ends up taking a toll this season. Uh, I don't. 14-3 and and the number one seed in the NFC. I I said it the first time we did this run through. I had him, I believe, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I believe I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers just trying to shut up the Packers front office, and I think he's good enough to do it. They they almost made the Super Bowl last year if it was not for Matt LaFleur kind of chickening out and going with the field goal there. They probably could have made it, and I think they would have beaten the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs would have won regardless of who they played last year. They were just too decimated with injuries. Uh, So I I think that the Packers can definitely get there. Um, And then Aaron Rodgers does have it now in his contract now after this year. Maybe he ends up moving on after uh, bringing uh, Title Town a uh, championship. We'll see about that here in a little bit. Next up, we are talking about the – Chicago Bears and the Bears are the team that I was talking about making the playoffs. I have them going 10 and 7 as well. And or I'm sorry, 10 and 6. Wait, 10 and 6. That's seven, right. 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Sorry. It's not marked as 10 and 7 on my sheet. So what did I do wrong here? Who did I not pick them to? What game did I not pick for them? That, that can't be right. I don't know, but they are going to, oh, they, I don't have them. So technically I have them going 11 and six because I think they're going to beat the Vikings. I apologize. 11 and six because after week one, Justin Fields is taking over. And I said 
multiple times when it came to the NFL that whatever team Justin Fields landed on, he is someone who raises all the ships around him and would take whatever team he ends up on to the playoffs where Zach Wilson is just not that player. Granted, Justin Fields ended up on a little bit of a better team. They've got a much better defense. Offensive weapons, I think you could question outside of Allen Robinson with the Jets. Uh, but I think Fields is going to be more than good enough to take the Bears to the playoffs. So 11-6 and six record for me and a playoff run for the Bears this season. I have the Bears at 9-8 and eight on the cusp. I did uh, pull Justin Fields way up in my season-long rankings. I have him up at quarterback 21 right now. I, I feel like the, the Bears are going to try to hang with Andy Dalton until the bye week. Um, uh, it, it's not going to go well. I got him finishing 6-11. and 11. Uh, The Vikings are up next. Uh, I struggled with the Vikings because I feel like I want – I feel like they should be better than the record I came up with. I have them at eight and nine. Um, and with doubt, when you've got Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and serviceable Kirk Cousins, it, that, I guess it has to come down to the defense not living up to expectations. So I've got the Vikings sitting at eight and nine and missing the playoffs. Said it for a couple of weeks. They have that seven and 10 energy, and that's what I put them at. Yeah, I, we talked a little bit about this. You know, they're the every other year team, right? Last year they were not that good, so this is the year that the Vikings go two and fifteen. I hate the vibes <laughs> around that entire team. Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything. I, I have them at two and fifteen, and I tried, people. I tried. Next up, we're going to talk about Dennis's Detroit Lions. I have them finishing third well, in the division at five. I was going to say, if you've got the Vikings at two and fifteen, man, you must be really high on the Lions. Five and twelve. I, you know, I don't. I I think what's undersold with the Lions, and I'm almost positive, Matt. You and me talked about this a couple episodes ago. They have one of the better offensive lines in the game, and we've seen when Goff has been given time, he can be a competent quarterback. You know, I don't love the weapons around him, but I do think Amon Ross St. Brown can do damage. So can T.J. Hawkinson. If Swift is healthy, he'll be good. Uh, so I, I think that they've got enough weapons to be competitive for most of the season. I, I mean, mostly in most games, I have them going five and 12, so not a great record, but I, I think they can get to at least five wins. I mean, they have that strong kneecap biting energy um, and they will be probably fun to watch by them at three and 14. I just don't think, I actually think it's defensively that they need more time. You know, they, they will probably be fun to watch offensively, but I don't think that defense is great. Yeah, I, I think they'll be serviceable offensively. Uh, e even if Swift misses some games, I, I feel pretty comfortable with the combination of Jamal Williams and Jamar Jefferson being able to hold down the fort. Um, but they do. Their offensive line is great. TJ Hawkinson's going to have 275 targets. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown and Quintez Cephas uh, and Tyrell Williams. Uh, well, they, they actually they signed Kaderil Hodge to a $2.1 million contract and then renegotiated it and made a bunch of it signing bonus, making it worth keeping him around. So Kaderil Hodge could very well be the Lions wide receiver one this season. Uh, I have the Lions coming in at four and thirteen. Uh, unfortunately, it breaks my heart. Moving on to the uh, NFC South, we've got the New Orleans Saints up next. Uh, what's going on with the quarterback situation? Is Jameis going to be able to hold on? 
Can the can Marquez Callaway make us forget all about Michael Thomas? Holy mackerel, there's a lot of questions in there. I've got the Saints going 10 and 7. Um, making the playoffs just barely as a wild card. So uh, I, I think Jameis is gonna gonna be. Uh, I, I like Jameis as a quarterback. I, yeah, you get a, the occasional turnover prone game, but I think as a quarterback, he's a he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he's definitely a good crab connoisseur. We we know that from way back in the day. Uh, but I have them at nine and eight, dismissing the playoffs. They have a pretty tough opening schedule. I think it's going to take some time. Once Michael Thomas is back in the middle of the season, he and Callaway could be a good duo. But Marquez Callaway, essentially by himself at the beginning of the season, uh, no bueno. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Matt. I have him at nine and eight as well, and missing the playoffs. Um, you know, I, maybe Winston can be better. Last time we saw him, he was thirty for thirty, and that was not the ESPN documentary. So I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's going to change here with the New Orleans Saints and the rest of that team. Uh, so I am not all in on on the Saints. Nine and eight, though, I still think it's a pretty good record. That brings us to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I have them going thirteen and four and winning the division once again. Uh, not much else to say here. I mean, they brought literally every single but every single person back down to the equipment managers and the towel boys it's it's ridiculous everybody is back on this team they're gonna go and try and go for one more run uh, and i don't see any real weaknesses on this team either so i think that they're going to at least win the division yeah they brought everybody back and they added geo bernard to the party i'm 13 and 4 winning the division top seed in the nfc You know, I love that everybody wants to shit on Jameis, but he also had a season where he threw 33 touchdowns, 28 touchdowns. You guys are just mean. Uh, I, however, I, I believe in Tampa as well. I think they're going to be be great. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going 13-4, and four, uh, winning that division. Uh, not not being the, the number one seed. Number one, the, the, they'll be the number two seed in, in the, the conference uh but I like Tampa. They've, like you said, good defense, brought everybody back, good offense. Carolina Panthers is Joe Brady. Is this the year they make the leap? Can Sam Darnold be the guy? Is he for real? They picked up his fifth-year option, so we're going to find out. they got a couple of years for him. Uh, I have the Panthers going 5-12. and 12. Uh, I think a lot of their issues are going to be on defense. Probably, you know, with the receivers they have and Christian McCaffrey – I would not be surprised if I'm way off on this record. I'm at nine and eight. They have a pretty soft schedule to begin with, and I do like the talent. I do like them to take a step up. I don't have them in the playoffs, uh, but I think we see some forward progress from Matt Rule. I have them at eight and nine. Uh, I do think that they are going to be competitive. Wouldn't be surprised if they do finish closer to nine or ten wins like Matt just had him at nine and eight. Uh, I like the, I like love Joe Brady, love what Matt Rule is doing with this team. They drafted all defensive players. I think that they're working on building that defensive up a couple years ago. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit better this year now that that team has had a full year under Matt Rule and, and working on that defense. Uh, and, and, you know, Sam Darnold, the one thing I'll say is Brady made Teddy Bridgewater look like a very competent quarterback out there most weeks. And I would don't think it's unfair to say Darnold has a little bit more talent in him than Teddy Bridgewater does. So if he can keep Darnold from making those mistakes, which I think he will do with play calling, uh, I think that Darnold could be very good. 
Last but not least, that gives us the Falcons, who I have at 4-13. and 13. They're just not a good team. Uh, they need help on offense. They need help on defense. They need help on special teams. They need help coaching. They need help in the front office. They need help everywhere. Uh, so 4-13 and 13 for me on the Falcons. I guess uh, I'm the most bullish on them. I have them going a stunning 5-12, and 12, but I did move Kyle Pitts up to tight end 4 in my season-long rankings in deference to you, Matt. Yeah, I, I have it wasn't tight end one, but I'll take it. I, I have the Falcons at, at uh, three and 14. I, I think, uh, you know, like Matt said, they're, they're just not good. I think it's – they should not have extended Matt Ryan. I think extending Matt Ryan the way they did it is going to hamper that cap and really put Arthur Smith – in a situation that uh, he's probably going to be a one contract coach. Yeah. All right. So let's run through our playoffs really quick here. We'll start with the wild card division. Uh, I will give uh, my seeds and then how I have them. Uh, you guys want to do the whole playoffs up and like through the AFC and the AFC. Or you want to go round by round. We can go round by, I don't care. All right. We'll just go round by round then just to, to make it nice and easy. So I'll start with the AFC. Um, my two versus seven seed is the Browns versus the Dolphins. I have the Browns winning that, that game. Uh, three versus six, I have the Bills Chargers, where I have the Chargers upsetting the Bills on the road. And then four or five seed is the Ravens versus the Colts. I have the Ravens winning. On the NFC side, my two versus seven matchup is the Bucks versus the Cardinals. I actually have the Cardinals upsetting the Buccaneers, ending their repeat bid. The three versus six seed is the 49ers versus the Bears. I have the 49ers winning that. And then the four or five seed is the football team versus the Rams. And I have the Rams overcoming the football team at home uh, to move on into the divisional round. Matt, how does your wild card round shape up? I should mention uh, Chiefs on the AFC side with the bye, Packers on the NFC side with the bye. So my uh, bye week, um, I have the Bills as my number one seed in the AFC and the Buccaneers as my number one seed in the NFC. In the wild card round, I have the number five seed Dolphins over the four seed Tennessee Titans, the three seed Cleveland Browns over the six seed Baltimore Ravens, and the two seed Kansas City Chiefs over the number seven seed Indianapolis Colts. In the NFC, I have the number five seed Washington football team over the four seed Green Bay Packers. I have the number three seed Los Angeles Rams over the number six seed Arizona Cardinals. And I have the number two seed Dallas Cowboys over the number seven seed San Francisco 49ers. All right, so I have the Browns as the number one seed in the AFC getting the bye. I have the number two seed uh, Patriots taking out the number seven seed Ravens. Uh, the, let's see, where do I have them? I have the Bills at number the sixth seed upsetting the number three seed Titans. And then the number four Chiefs uh, winning versus the Chargers. In the NFC, I've got the... Uh, Rams as the uh, conference leaders or conference, not champ, uh, the number one seed getting the bye. Uh, I've got Green Bay as the number two seed uh, winning versus Seattle. Uh, Tampa, the number three seed beating Dallas and Washington football team, the number four seed beating the uh, Saints. All the, right, so – oh, good. If you want to do your uh, division round, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to go. So in the division, I've got the Browns beating the Bills and the Chiefs beating the Patriots in the AFC. And then in the NFC, I've got Tampa beating uh, the Packers on the road. And I've got Washington beating the Rams on the road. So in the divisional round for me, I have a number three seed Cleveland Browns beating the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. And I have the number one seed Buffalo Bills holding serve against the number five seed Miami Dolphins. In the NFC, I have the number two seed Dallas Cowboys knocking out the Rams and the number one seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers knocking out the Washington football team. All right, so in the AFC for me, I have the number I have two divisional matchups going uh here. I have the 2 seed Browns versus the 5 seed Ravens with the Browns at home getting the win and the 1 seed Chiefs 1 seed Chiefs at home against the 6 seed Chargers and the Chiefs getting the win. On the NFC side, 49ers 3 seed versus the 5 seed Rams with the 49ers getting the win and the 1 seed Packers versus the 7 seed Cardinals getting the win. That takes us to the conference championship, where in the AFC side, I'd love to do it, but I have the Chiefs still beating the Browns here at home uh, to make it into the Super Bowl. And I have the Packers beating the 49ers to get into the Super Bowl to set up a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl in 2021. So for me in the AFC championship game, I have the Bills outlasting the Browns and the Dallas Cowboys beating Tampa Bay Buccaneers to return the game to the highs of the early nineties with the bills at the Cowboys. So I've got the Browns beating the chiefs at home to make their first super bowl. And then Tampa beating uh, the Washington football team at home, setting up a Browns Buccaneers super bowl with the two most complete teams in the NFL facing off to see who is the best. All right. So who's your Super Bowl winner? Dennis, give it Browns. to us. Okay. The Browns. Right. I, I think there's a, I think this is the year. The Buffalo Bills. And I took the Green Bay Packers. I stuck with it. I, I think that they can end up beating the Chiefs. Would love I, I think all those could be very, very interesting games. And I can't wait to see how wrong all three of us will be here in like a month. So that'll but do how it. How much to, would you enjoy where you currently live if the Dallas Cowboys are in the Super Bowl? I mean, wouldn't I would it be two weeks hate it of with pure joy? No, 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 no since then, but they really haven't been. So, you know, I'd love it for them. I'd love it for them. You know, they've, they've had to struggle a little bit. They, here, they so. had to get rid of the pox on their house, Tony Romo, to be able to get somewhere better. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that will do it for us today. We will be back on Wednesday to give you guys a Thursday night preview, just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. Moving forward, starting next week, oh, wait, starting this week, we will have three shows. I forgot about the Friday show. That was my bad. But then moving forward, we will go back to having four shows a week. We will be doing Monday, where we wrap up all the games. Tuesday will be Matt and myself as we go over waiver wires uh, and re pre recap, not preview the Monday Night Football game. You would do 
that on Monday. Recap the Monday Night Football game. Then Wednesday, we will talk any NFL news, maybe talk some rankings. We will preview the Thursday night game. And then all three of us most weeks, I believe, right, we'll be back on Fridays to preview all of the games on Sunday. Uh, So that will do it for us today. Everybody, enjoy your Labor Day, and we will catch you guys again on Wednesday to preview the opening game between the Cowboys and the Bucky. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle of the 40 yard Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can.